Hey guys, welcome to Catch Fire Podcast. It's me, Pastor Al. I'm so grateful you tuned in this morning, man. I'm telling you, uh, your spirit is going to catch fire today because our guest is a great friend of mine. I've known him for over 10 years. He's been a great blessing in my life, a great blessing in our church. It's good to have Dr. Dave Martin back with us. Hey, thank you, man. It's good Dave, to be here again. Bro, man, it's like I haven't seen you in forever. <laughs> well, yeah, there was some kind of pandemic that kind of stopped everything from moving for a while. But, Jesus, uh, I know. So good. It's so good to be back. And you look great. With you. Thank you. I'm trying. You look good, dude. You I'm really trying. do. It's yeah. A, what do you do? You just, yes, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you and me both. And that's what I love. I love about my relationship with you is we like a lot of the same things. Yeah. One of them being food. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have some preacher friends, man. It's like they only eat salad. Yeah. But me and you. Gotta, life's too short, right? It's gotta, too short, man. You got to enjoy life. Enjoy a little bit of it. You know what I'm saying? But Dave, man, it's so great to have you, man. It's been a tough two years. And, um, you know, today on the podcast, um, you know, a lot of people are coming out of this pandemic a little bit disheveled, a little bit, um, confused um yeah. it seems like uh, the big word is reset yeah and it seems like a lot of people are like resetting their lives resetting their relationships but i think there's some people out there too that are kind of discouraged right yeah you know it, it it is a great time to again we've talked before about mindset again, right it's all how you look at it right in this moment can you use it to reset right. some things can you use it to prune some things that you don't want in your life anymore mm -hmm, right. and uh, so that other things can grow yeah. so you know when you when you look at it I, I look at it as a positive thing yet yeah not everything has been positive in sure. it but how we look at it yeah determines what we get out of it no it's and very so, true and I just want to I think you know we talk you know there's so many successful people out there that get it and they know how to move in times like these but then there's like a group of people out there that they really tune into a podcast like this they want to hear of voices like Dr. Dave Martin John Maxwell, different people, on, on how they can take another shot. And you you wrote a book some years ago called Another Shot. Yeah. And uh, yeah. another thing we love is sports. We're both huge sports fans. Right. right. And uh, behind me, if people have been tuning into the Catch Fire podcast, I have my little statuettes of Shaq and Kobe. And, uh, you know, they, they were an inspiration. I got I to thought see that was my, uh, I thought that was uh, Magic Johnson. <laughs> It, kinda, it looks a little bit like magic, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, they got that championship mindset, mama mentality. We lost Kobe. Right. That was right. another thing. You yeah. know? So we've just been through a lot of tough times. But uh, in your book, it, it talks about a game plan for rebounding in life. And what's this book yeah. about? You know, so many people look at life as a battle, right? Right. It's such a battle. We're always in the battle, fighting the battle. Right. I look at life more as a game, mm. you know, okay. and... The, the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, tell us exactly how to play the game, mm. right? Uh, tell us the principles and yeah. the and the, the plays. So it good. lays out the plays, lays out the plan. All you got to do is, you know, run the play. And read it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, one of the big ones is sowing and reaping, right? Right. Giving and receiving. Mm. People think it's a money principle. It's a life principle. Yes. You know, if you okay. lie, you're probably going to get lied to. Mm. But if you say, I don't have any friends, maybe you're not friendly. If you cheat, you're going to get cheated on, right? So mm -hmm. uh, life is sowing and reaping. It's giving and Jeez. receiving. And yeah, so right. you, you think about that. So you yeah. want another shot? Have you given other people another shot? Ooh, <laughs> you so know? Good. So you think, uh, you think through all that. So I look at life as a game. So we talk about the game plan for rebounding or coming back. Like, well, you're talking about Kobe. Yeah. Um, this whole book, actually, yeah. the title of the book came from Kobe. We were sitting in the... Uh, 
um, lobby of the Island Hotel up in Newport. Okay, at yeah. The, you know, at the Island, Fashion Island. Fashion there. Island, yeah. I know well. And uh, just talking about basketball, and he had set the record in 2014. Kobe set the record for the most missed shots in the history of the NBA. Yes. Right? right I, I remember that. Proud of that record, right? Yeah, most missed I shots. I uh, but what's amazing is seven days after he set the record for the most missed shots, he passes up a guy by the name of Michael Jordan for the most points scored during his career. Yes. So the same guy with the most missed shots passed up the, one of the greatest players of all time. I said, how did you do it? He said, I just took another shot. Mm. He said, he said this, he said, you can't let the fear of failure or the fear of criticism keep you from trying again. And so often, you know, we know fear paralyzes, right? Absolutely. And it paralyzes people, whether they have fear of, of a relationship that didn't work out. So they don't try to another relationship right, or right. a business that failed or whatever it may be. We've all made some mistakes, right? right We've all needed right. another shot every yes. now and then. And yes. so how do you get back up? I got on the elevator here last night. A lady looked at me. She goes, you look like my third husband. I thought, talk about another shot. This lady's had a few of them, right? <laughs> and I'm like, my goodness. I said, how many times have you been married? And she said, twice. <laughs> so um, I was feeling pretty good about myself. But anyway. Come on, Dave. Uh, <laughs> that's a good one, man. But, but, uh, but Kobe is so right. Yeah. Another, all you got to do is take another shot. And so often he, he just kind of walked through. You know, when he misses a shot yeah. in basketball, in that arena, everyone sees the missed shot. Yes, yes, And yes. then they replay the missed shot. Right. Then they zoom in and slow motion the missed shot. Hell and then no. on the news the next day is the missed shot over and over. He goes, my mistakes get blasted to the world over right, and over right, again. Right. And he goes, you got you to gotta be able to say, you know what, I still got to try again. Absolutely, and, and it takes a lot of courage. I mean, yeah. you know, um, I think we all know what it is to fail, Yeah. You know? I always say, you know, I think Maxwell said you got to fail forward. You right. know what I mean? Right. Uh, and, and you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Absolutely. Right? And so people get in fear and they never take a shot. I love this. I wrote this quote down, and uh, it's a Michael Jordan, yeah. uh, NBA legend. He said, I've missed, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. Right. I've lost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted with the game-winning shot, and I missed. Yeah. I've failed over and over again in my life. And that's why I succeed. That's a very right? meaningful quote because when I started a ministry called Urban Training Center in 97 in Bridgeport, Connecticut, you know, we had 12 students and the vision was big. We wanted to apply them all over the world. I had that poster hanging in my okay. office yeah. the whole time I lived there. And there was a picture of him taking a shot with that quote. So, you know, it's like you said, you got to just keep on trying. You got to keep on present. Uh, there's a quote on the, I think it's on the back of the book uh, mm -hmm. by Evander Holyfield. Uh-huh. And, and we're, I mentioned these. I'm not trying to drop names. When I'm talking. About, I'm not a name dropper. But uh, if anything, I've learned from spending time with Oprah, <laughs> it's that you shouldn't drop names. But uh, I'm kidding. That was a joke. Sound like Tim Store. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love Tim. He's awesome. But come uh, on, Tim. Shout out, Evander uh, Holyfield, heavyweight champion of the world. He said. He said it's not getting knocked down that makes you lose the fight. Mm -hmm. It's not getting back up. That's right. Right. That's so good. We're man. all going to get knocked down. You'll yeah. never lose if you just get back up. That's get right. back in, in the right. game. You get make make some adjustments. Yes. You know, but you get back in the game. Realign yourself. And you take another shot. Let me just shot. take a minute. If you're watching this and you're discouraged, and get up, man. You yeah. know, live to fight another day. I would say you're either going to get busy living or you're going to get busy dying. And so in these times, I really feel like people got to get busy living, man. And it starts with small things, doesn't it? 
Right. Well, most of the time, success isn't achieved on the first attempt. Right, right, right. right. The most successful people we know have got the most failures. What is it? Edison said, I um, I didn't have 10,000 mistakes. I just found 10,000 ways it didn't work. Not, that's right. Right? That's right. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, it's so important. What, like I said, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a, a drug issue or right, a, right, a, right. alcohol, whatever it may right. be, you know, um, hey, I messed up again. Well, yes. get back up. And I think there's Let's a lot of people. Again. There's a lot of people who make mistakes or they fail. They feel like you know God's angry at them, or He's mad at them. And uh, obviously, He hates sin, but He loves us. And right. it's not that He's mad at us. He's madly in love with us. And He, the Bible says that you know um, He loves to see the work begin. Yeah. That's what the Scripture says. And I feel like people who are trying and people who are starting again, who are giving it another opportunity. The Lord rejoices over that, doesn't he? I mean, if you've never made a mistake, you probably never made anything, right? Hello. <laughs> right. That's we've right. all made mistakes. We've all had setbacks. We've all had failures. Right. Um, but but the difference is those who receive God's grace. Yes. Um, or have the uh, discipline to say, you know what? It's it's not over. No. It's not over until He says it's over. That's right. And uh, and and so I'm going to get back in there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna. Yeah, you know, I, I wrote down just a list of some of the, the great rebounds and, and people who uh, recognize some of these individuals. You know, um, 1894, an English teacher wrote on a teenager's report card, uh, a, a conspicuous lack of success that they wrote. That student was a guy named Winston Churchill, right? All right. 1905, University of Bern turned down a, a doctoral dissertation as irrelevant and fanciful, the writer of the paper was Albert Einstein. <laughs> you know, somebody. Walt Disney. You know, yeah. um, created. You know, uh, Mickey Mouse dropped out of school at a young age, failed attempt at joining the army. Early ventures. He started Laughogram Studios. Went bankrupt. He was an unsuccessful business person. Got fired from a newspaper for being not creative enough. Jeez. And goes on to you know build the happiest it's, place it's sometimes, on earth. Sometimes it's difficult for people to spot genius. Even like yeah. right now, we're living in a day where there's names like Elon Musk or Kanye West. Yeah, and these are like polarizing figures in today's society. But you can't argue with what they're producing. I mean, and it just it seems like uh, when you take it another when you take another shot, you're, there's a lot of risk involved, and you're going to be misunderstood, aren't you? Right. Well, I'm, I'm sure they could both give you a list of lots of failures right and Kanye's we they show us those all the time on the news yeah we get so, to see them all the time yeah <laughs> but you know you go back to the the Bible right right um I mean, our greatest heroes in the Bible have, right. are some of the most messed up right, right people right. that needed I, I I have made a list of um I thought I made a list somewhere in here but oh yeah here you go here's a list of great comebacks from from the Bible that you think God can't use you. You start thinking, man, I've made all these mistakes. How's God ever going to use me? You don't understand what I've done. How's God going to use me? And you feel like a failure. Well, Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Isaac was a daydreamer. Jacob was a liar. Joseph was abused. Moses was a stutterer. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair. Mm. Just saying, man. There you go. <laughs> Rahab was a prostitute. Leah was ugly. Hello. And uh, not judging Leah. It's in the Bible, people. <laughs> uh, uh, Timothy was too young. David had an affair and was a murderer. That's and right, murder, yeah. they got it covered up, right? Yeah. Elijah was suicidal. Uh, Isaiah preached naked. Nobody wanted to see that. Right. 
Jonah ran from God. Naomi was a widow. Job went bankrupt. Peter denied Christ. Right, right. I mean, you're with Jesus. And yes. You're like, I mean, you're hanging with Jesus. Like, I don't know him. Like three oh, times, yeah. right? The disciples fell asleep while they were praying with Jesus. The Samaritan woman was divorced yeah. more than once. Right. And Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. Lazarus was dead. Hello. And God still used him. So right. it, what was that scripture? First uh, Samuel 16, 7, the Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. That's he, right. People look on the our, our appearance. God yeah. looks at the heart. Well, even Jesus himself, some people could call him a failure. He had 12 disciples and one betrayed him. Right. So it's kind of amazing to think yeah. of the type of people God uses when yep. it comes to uh, doing great things. But yet they all decided to get up. That's right. And, uh, That's right. and, and, they, and so did they, Jesus. Exactly. They exactly. buried him. Yeah, exactly. Third day. And there he is again. He come got on. up, man. Come on, somebody. <laughs> the greatest comeback of all. There you go. That's right? a preaching right there. Yeah. That's, that's actually what I'm preaching on Easter. The great comeback. That's really good. Come on. All right. Awesome. Uh, greatest comeback story of all. But but all throughout there, you see it. And that, that's what I kind of teach in this in this book. I, I, I went through and uh, thought about great rebounders, right? Yeah, right. You think of people like uh, Wilt Chamberlain or... Right. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, right. uh, uh, Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. What do they have in common? They all play basketball. Yeah, right. they're all black. Yeah, they're all tall. Yeah, right. they were all great rebounders. Right, and there was techniques that they had that yes. that, that caused them to be Absolutely. great rebounders. Absolutely. And, and one was their attitude. Right, very good. Uh, they all had the right attitude to 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 get in there, to dig it out. To, right. You got to fight for the rebounds. You really do. Yeah, you just stand around and look. It, the ball's not always going to bounce right back to you. And then also, they were in the right position. Yeah, I, I saw. I saw. Uh, I was listening to Dennis Rodman talk about how why he was so skilled at rebounding, and he would predict where the ball was going to bounce. So he would position his body. Yeah, get into the right place. I feel like there's so many people that it, the reason they're not having success is because they're in the wrong position. Yeah, they're in the wrong place. There's somehow there's got to be a shift, right? There's got to be a shift in relationships. There's got to be a shift in mindset. There's got to yes. be a shift in in even behaviors, right? What do you think? Yeah, and the, and that attitude is a is the game changer right, in right, all right. in all of that. Right. Where do you do you see yourself? You know, mm. um, in position your position. Where do you where do you see the ball? You're you know you're you're every, everything is all that is connected. Yeah, it's to, all connected. To, right. I was uh, there's a, a story um, the Carolina Panthers. Right. And in this book, I got a lot of good uh, sports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and you know, you may not even like sports. I'm telling you, the book has a lot of great techniques and things right. in there. But um, the uh, talking about a good attitude. A few years back, the Carolina Panthers had started the football season off, and uh, Coach Ron Rivera got up and he wrote on the whiteboard the first day of the season, July twenty right. seventh. Last day of the season, February seventh. Well. The last day of the season is February seventh. That means you you're going to the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl right? right? Right. And uh, it was it was a pretty bold statement for him right. to make when he came in as coach because the year before they didn't even they had a losing season. Right. You know they were right. like seven and eight. Uh, they lost more than they they won, but uh, in, in fact the odds in Sports Illustrated and all you know preseason of right. the year they were like way ranked way at the right, bottom right, of right. them having a chance i think they were the bottom ones like 55 to one yeah, i think so yeah. that they would yeah. even have a, right, a chance right. but there was something on the inside of him that said hey to the team right this is the last day of our season absolutely and their their attitude everything everything shifted to think that way yeah you know so good and so um there's got to be something inside of you 
that mm-hmm. knows greater is he that's in me than he that's yes, in the world, right? Absolutely. That uh, uh, the, the way people think determine where their future goes. Absolutely. So they got to start thinking like Super Bowl champions. Right, right. And, and right. it began with, hey, here's the last day of our season, right? Mm-hmm. So let's set our let's set our thoughts. That they weren't given a chance in the natural, but yeah. they had to make a decision inside Absolutely. of them Absolutely. that we are Super Bowl uh, champions. Their attitude determines whether or not they got back up, whether they whether they pressed in in practice, whether whether they didn't, whether they looked at it like, oh God, we mm. we gotta play. Whether it was a drudgery or whether right, right. you know it was a calling, an right. excitement, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And so in all of our life, that, that that attitude of how you see that determines so much. You know, it's funny. Uh, I feel like a lot of people once you going back to that word reset, and a lot of times when you're stepping into something new, you're stepping into something you've never done. I mean, you really got to start on the bottom. I mean, you know what it is, Dave, and we've talked, and, and you've told me stories of how you yeah. started out in ministry and some of the things that you had to do you know, early yeah. on. I mean, you worked under some really big preachers, big ministers, you know, just kind of came in serving. Yeah. I mean, um, maybe you can give a, a scenario of, like, how you started and, and what, what, that, what that was like. Yeah, I mean, well, again, another technique, and there's effort. Right, you right. got to put in some effort. That's good. And, and I, I put in, I put in the effort. Did the hard yards. Right? Yeah, bro. Uh, uh, serving, and I, I think you know, one, two of the most incredible things you can do is sow and serve. Right. 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 And so I, I had the honor of serving others. But I, I think what you make happen for other people's dreams, God makes happen for your dreams. Dude, that's so true. I always tell so, people the only way to the throne room is through the servants' quarters. Right. Everybody's yeah. got to go through the same door. I always be nice to the chauffeur. It may be your only ride to the palace. Jesus, right? so good. You know, people come in, well, oh, who are you? Whatever. You know, I'm like, hey, I'm nice to everybody. You never know. There's a season for that. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, we're dealing with a well, new generation that, that maybe they need to be introduced to these concepts a little bit. You know, I've, I had a dream. 1995, I went to an event called Get Motivated. Okay, good. Went in an arena in Dallas, Texas, reunion arena packed full of 20, right. 30,000 right. people. Right. Saw Zig Ziglar. Yeah. The old school guys. Yeah. Man, one day. I want to do this one day. I never saw anything like this and didn't know how it ever happened. But one day I'm going to, I'm going to speak at a get motivated event. Mm-hmm. Remember I cut a picture. I have a, a wall at my house called my dream wall yeah. where I have pictures on that wall, things I want in my future. One, I had a picture of the, uh, off the front of the magazine for get motivated one day. It's good. So years later, I'm at a little church in Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama, speaking at this church. I'm in the green room. There's a couple in the back. That are just serving, right? right just right, just right. helping, made me a tea, whatever. Right. And um, and you know, I'm nice to everybody. I'm not, yeah, you know. And, and so we get talking. They said, "Have you ever heard of something called get motivated?" And I'm like, "I, I have." I said, "Actually, I, it's been one of my dreams. It's on my wall for 20 years to to wow. get to go to get to speak to get motivated." They said, "Well, we've never done this, or I don't know, but we run all the backstage." green room and hospitality for the get motivated events we live here in in alabama and they serve at this church but that's what they do and he's like would it be okay with you if i introduce you to the owner of get motivated maybe wow so in a little room in the in a back room in alabama i meet a couple that opens up the door Jeez. to the meeting with the owner of Get Motivated who gives me 15 minutes. I'll give you 15 minutes. Meet me at Starbucks, you got good, 15 minutes. Good Lord. The 15 minutes turned into two and a half hours wow. favor, Wow. Uh, which is a whole other subject. But, um, and instead of just meeting me, 
He, right. That day, he's like, I want you on every event that I have from now oh on. Oh, my goodness. And uh, but something that was a dream, something that has to be seeable before it's right. believable, believable right. before it's right. achievable. Right. So I got a picture of it. But being nice to someone in a back room right. opened up the door. But the, 20 years. To the palace, a 20-year dream. 20-year dream. Right. And there's like a timing. Is Because I think and we were talking about. Kept working on my craft, kept putting in the effort. Yeah. Oh, yeah, got knocked down, got this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See your, the boxing glove back there. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. Um, another great illustration is Emmett Smith, yeah, right? The right. old school run, but has the record for the most yards right. run. I think it's. Uh, if you add up the yards, it's about 20 miles. Wow. The number of yards. I don't remember the number of yards he ran, but it, it comes about 20 miles of running. But his average run was four yards. Right. So could you imagine running for 20 miles and every four yards you get knocked down? Well, that's And you so get up good. and you run four yards, knocked down, mm. get up. I that's mean, heavy. That's what that's what he did, right? And that's that resilience, and it's, and, it's and the effort to get back. It's up. almost like you get knocked down more than you're getting. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's heavy. But he never would have got the twenty miles if he hadn't kept getting back up. That's right, getting back up. Don't give up. And so that's that's the key. Don't give up. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of times you'll win if you just don't quit. That's right. It's like you out, <laughs> you out, you know out, live out love and outlast people. They asked you know, Joel Osteen's dad, John Osteen, who who'd built an incredible church in Houston before right. Joel uh, yeah, ever right. came along, yeah. right? And they asked John, they said, how did you build such a great church here right. in, in Houston? He said, well, he said, I guess I just, main thing is I've just been here longer than anybody else. Yeah. So people true. came, people left, people started, people quit. He said, I just, just was persistent, just right. stayed, didn't give up. So true. And we built a great church. Sometimes you'll win if you just don't quit. That's so true. So That's how I feel. Give up. <laughs> yeah. You know, it seems like uh you know, it's heavy. That's so yeah. powerful, man. That's so good, man. I think people are really, really getting some good out of this talk, man. Well, it, it, it's just, it's, it's encouraging. It's just having people around you. We've talked before about relationships and having people around you. They're right. going to encourage you. Come on, you can do this, man. Come yeah, on. Absolutely. You got to people around you say, you can get back up. You can do this thing absolutely, again. Oh, no, it yeah. didn't work out the way we thought. Hey, that's right. And I'm I'm one of those. I'm pretty quick. If it do, if it's not working, I'm not going to keep riding the dead horse. There you go. I'm going to jump off that thing pretty quick. Absolutely. And, uh, so that and that's like not being prideful, right? No. no some people no, get yeah. so prideful, yeah, yeah, yeah. they'll ride something all the way into the ground. Yeah, it's got to work. Forcing yeah. it. Yeah. Just forcing it. Yeah. And I'm and and successful people are easy to go. You know what? That's not working. Let's try yeah. something else. Pick up on it real real quick. Yeah. You were talking about too, um, which I think is such an important thing. Uh, if, if you're if you're if you're resetting and you're, rec you're recreating a new season recreating success trying trying to be successful at something new i've learned that generosity is so important and maybe in the last project we were more on the taking end but on the new project i feel like there's an opportunity to be on the giving end how important is it for a leader to practice generosity in order to be able to be successful yeah well like we said in the beginning um Sowing and reaping is not a, a not just a money principle; it's a life principle. But right. it is also a, a resource principle. But gen, being generous with my time, being generous with my talent, absolutely being generous with my treasure, I'm generous with opening doors for other people. Yeah. Why? Because I've never lacked for an open door, because I've opened so many other doors. So good for people. Uh, I'm I'm a networker, so I'm I'm I don't I'm not trying to keep it all for myself. Hey, if I think this right. is going to help you, let me connect you with this person. Right. I mean, I've done that with you know, oh, movies, yeah. things yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, the, the book. Hey, let me connect you with Absolutely. your book. Yes. I, I got someone who can help you do. Yes. And 
sowing and reaping is a life principle. Absolutely. So whether I'm, I mean, the Bible says the word of the generous gets larger and larger. And it's fun. Yeah. I oh, think there, that's people there, miss out on that part. There, there's it's nothing so more fun you can do with money than give it away. Or even just <laughs> sharing. Yeah. yeah. Because it seems like when you, when you give, you also share in the victory. Yeah. You share in the, in the fruit. You share, you're able to rejoice together, right? Well, I, you know, we do think about giving a lot. We think about money. And I, 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 kinda, I say money is like manure, right? If you, if you store it all up in one place, it'll start to stink. Mm. But if you spread it around, it can do a whole lot of good, right? It's My a fertilizer. Gosh. It does a whole lot of good. So I'm always looking for ways. I love, there's nothing I love more than leaving a big tip for a waitress and just watching her face when she sees yeah, you know, right. the I difference do, I love that, too. that it can make, yeah. you know? Um, looking for ways to help others and, and to, to build anything we do to build the kingdom, of course, is going to be absolutely uh, incredible. Absolutely. So the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller and so many people are just holding on and and god can't pour more in if your hands are closed I right agree, I agree. it's not until you open your hands up that god can pour more in and so i just try to live my life with an open hand jeez you know let it just, just let it keep flowing through me absolutely let it keep flowing through absolutely. me and uh like i said whether it is whether it's generous with my words of encouragement to somebody else i want to be generous I, I want to be generous with my resources of how yeah. I can help yeah, yeah. somebody else. So in my whole life, I'm just, I want to be, I, I just want to live my life with irrational generosity. Because I can't so believe good. you gave all that, Absolutely. you know, and I, I found that I keep giving it away and God keeps bringing it back. How about this? Irrational generosity will lead to ridiculous blessing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So true. I mean, God is able to be so good uh, when we give, because you know, we know the Bible says we're going to get, we're going to receive in return. Right. You know, and it's like, when you are just a, a giver and you're generous with your time, your talent, your treasure, he blesses you. You get that open window blessing. And the blessing's so big, it's almost like it could even be embarrassing. You're like, wow, I am so blessed. Not that we should be embarrassed about the God, about right. God's blessing, but God is able to take you so many places. Well, you, you know, giving and receiving is like breathing in and breathing out, mm. right? You right. can't have one without the other. If all right. I do is give and never receive, someone asks me, Dave, which one of you, uh, someone said, I, I don't know, are you still into all that giving and receiving? I'm like, which which one are you against? Are you against the giving part or are you against the receiving part? Because <laughs> they go, they kind of go together. It's like, are you for breathing in or are you for breathing out? Well, I'm up to, I'm into both of them. Because I wouldn't be living if I wasn't breathing in and breathing mm. out. Giving always brings receiving. So it starts this cycle of blessings. When I give, God gives back to me. When I receive, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And so out of my attitude of gratitude, out yeah. of my out of my thanksgiving, God blesses me. Mm-hmm. And and as God blesses me, I give. And as I give, he blesses me. And out of that blessing, I'm thankful. And out of that thankfulness, he blesses me. That's and good. so out of that and so I begin this cycle of thanks yeah. and giving. Thanks and giving. Good and it Lord. just begins to go around Jeez, and around. It's like so my awesome. son. When I do something for him and he's like, Dad, you're the best. Oh, thank you, Dad. Yeah. I'm like, oh, son, what else, what else do you want? What else can I get for you? Yeah. You you want to give. Yes. When there's right. that heart of thanksgiving. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I think that's so, such a vital thing that in the whole process of, of giving and generosity is we'd never forget the thankfulness. That Never forget. I mean, we wouldn't have anything. The fact that we woke up this morning. That's right. Some people didn't do that. That's right. That's I'm thankful. True. I'm thankful to be alive today. I'm thankful to be That's breathing right. today. That's right. And so out of that thankfulness, I, I want to give. Yeah. I want to give. And and because I'm so grateful for what God's given me. That's right. And as I give, I receive. That's right. That's right. 
And so I, I think we can just all begin that cycle. Yeah, and I lives. and I think that cycle is important. So important because you know uh, a lot of people are making a living, but they're not building a life. And right. I really believe that we're in a season, we're in a time. We've been given a new opportunity. You talk about breathing in. You know that's not air we're breathing. That's purpose we're breathing. Yeah. You know, if the Lord wanted to take us home, we would be there. Yeah. But the fact that we're still here and the fact that we have a new opportunity to create our future, um, we, we can do things different. And I really believe that being generous and, and, and taking risk and building new, this is a season for that. I really feel that's so important for some people. Well, what, what you just said, there's a, a statement. I don't remember who made it, but you make a living by what you get, you make a life by what you give. Mm, so right? Good. Yeah, right. You make a living by what you get, you make a life by what you give. And, and if, if you want to raise the standard of your, of your living, raise the standard of your giving, Absolutely. right? I'm, I'm always trying to um, give more than I gave before. That's right. Whether it's in my effort, whether it's in my uh, talents, whether it's in my finance. It's like working out. You know, you go in the gym and uh, you, you put 100 pounds on. Well, you start lifting 100 pounds. Well, Absolutely. pretty soon you, you, you got that down and you, you got to add some weight on it. It's not yeah. going to do you any good anymore, right? Absolutely. So put a little weight on the end, get it up to 150. Yeah. Once you get up to 150, you put a little weight on it. You get up to to 200, and it, some it's. I think it's the same way in giving. You know, I remember when it I was is. giving 100, and then I then I, I I remember the first time I gave 200. Yeah, right. And I remember the first time I gave 500 above right. my tithe. I'm just now yeah, being right. generous, and and it's just like working out. I bench press now. You know, I'm working my way up. Bench press now around 3:30 right, or right, right, right. four o'clock. <laughs> Right around that time, but uh, um, you, you just—it's it, the same thing. Am I, am I giving? I'd love to be able to give ten thousand, right? Twenty thousand, yes, hundred thousand, yes, absolutely. You know, you see people you know, giving a million dollars to the UN, or right, giving, right, right, right. you know, some athlete gives a million dollars to, to, you know, uh, relief for right. Ukraine, which is amazing. I absolutely. love that. Yeah. But I th we just see some kingdom givers, absolutely, some kingdom builders. Say, you know what? Mm -hmm. I get to build God's house. We, we're a part of building yeah. the one thing God wants to build more than anything else: His house. And that's something that's interesting uh, because you know sometimes we, we get around people that they're used to kind of just breathing in, but not not you know breathing out, kind of receiving and not giving. And there's some people that think, man, you know, I want to change that culture around me. But it does begin with us. I think a lot of people think that as pastors, you're a pastor now, I'm pastoring, that pastors don't give. Yeah. We're the biggest givers in our church. You better be. Right? Because if not. <laughs> you can only reproduce what you are. That's right. You know, that's um, right. I always say, you know, I can tell a generous church that the, the pastor's generous, the church is generous. And when the church is generous and the pastor's generous, the people. That's right. People come speaking much of that. Man, you're, that's just such a. Of a blessing, you know, because I understand what I sow is what I'm going to reap, right. and it's going to flow down to each right. each person. We produce who we are. And, well, you know, the Bible talks about there's a, a gift, uh, the gift of faith, the gift of miracles, the gift of healing. Right. There's the some people have the gift of giving. That's right. You have that's entrepreneurs, right. you have business people that, uh, or or people that's the, that's their gift. My gift is to get. My gift is not the children's ministry. I don't like kids. I barely like my own. I'm kidding. Uh, my friend, he has eight kids. He goes, I don't even like kids. He goes, I really like my wife a lot. But uh, anyway, um, so I'm, I'm always, you know, how can I, how can yeah, I right. use my, my right. gift, the gift of, of giving. And it's contagious. To be a blessing. But you know, with the gift of giving comes the gift of getting. Mm. Right? right? Because how's God going to use you to do big things for the kingdom financially if you're not being blessed? He's supposed to seed to seed to the sower. And that's where you got to, people say, well, what if you get greedy? You know, well, 
giving is the cure for greed. Hmm. I don't ever, I don't, I'm never worried about being greedy. I like giving too much. That's so giving good. is, it cures me from being greedy. So the more God blesses me, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to keep all this. I'm like, oh man, think how much more I can help. That's think right. how much of a difference yeah. I can make. I mean, yeah. we're getting ready to build an expansion here, uh, you know, at, at uh, Victory Outreach in San Diego. And it's going to take resources right. to do that, right? right? I mean, wouldn't it be amazing? Some, hey, Pastor, you know, put me down for a million, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, uh, put me down for 100,000, whatever it may Absolutely. be. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man, God yeah. used me to be that kind of, Absolutely. of a blessing. Yeah. But it's getting your mindset, like, thinking there. I, I want to be able to do more than I'm doing right, right now. Most people are like, right. do we have to do 10%? Do we? I'm like, I'm not looking for ways not to give to God. I'm looking for ways to that's right. Gift to God. I don't have to do this. I get to do this. Yes. My goodness. God gave his only son for me. That's right. I mean, he gave his very best for me. Why would I not want to give my very best to him? So good. You dude. know, so, so I'm not good. looking for ways out. I'm looking for ways to absolutely 10%. I'm hoping 20, yeah. 30, yeah. 40%. Absolutely. That's know? what I always say. Find out what God's blessing, get in on it because that means there's a blessing for us, yeah. you know, and it's a joy. And yeah. I just feel like, you know, it's been a great talk. Dave, yeah, you man, know, it's always I, good to be with you, man, bro. I hope that people uh, who are hearing today and, and tuning in today, whether they're anytime that they're getting something really powerful out of this. And, and I do feel that it's such a critical hour. This message is important for what people are going through right now in this season. Yeah. We're in a rebuilding phase, man. Our country's in a rebuilding phase. Uh, yeah. Families are in a rebuilding phase. Uh, business owners are in a rebuilding phase. So. Listen, tune into this, tune in again and again and again, and be a giver. And how you can give is you can subscribe to the podcast, just as, and that's just using your fingers. That's, yeah, that's share it. it. Share it. Give this hope and give this message, and people need a message yeah. of hope right now. So be a hope dealer, right? Mm, that's so good. And, uh, and, and share this, spread it with someone else. That'll be an encouragement yeah, to them to, to get back up and uh, get back in the game. Absolutely, and pick up one of Dave's books. Uh, we have another shot. Uh, he has a new book out called uh, Mindset Matters, and we've talked about that before. Also, The Force of Favor is one of your best-selling books. 12 Traits of the Greats is one of my favorite. Yeah. I really love that book. It's awesome. a great read. It's a great read. So well, They're all available, so grab them. How do they get them? Uh, they can go to davemartin.org is the easiest okay. place to okay. find them all. Of course, they're also Amazon and all those places, yeah, yeah, Barnes yeah. & Noble. But, uh, but yeah, and, and we uh, this one, we've given tens of thousands of these to prisoners. Okay, good. All across America. Right. For years, we did that. Every time you buy one, we give one to a prisoner. Oh, man. And who needs another shot, who could use another shot. Absolutely. So that's that's been something cool. And that's right up our alley. So Yeah. And if they buy one on your website, yeah, they, get does a, that. they get another one free or something. Uh, when we, give an, we give one away. You give one away. Yeah. Beautiful, man. Well, listen, guys, thanks yeah. for tuning in to Catch Fire Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, Dave. Hey. Bro. Thanks, man. Let's do it again, man. All right. Talk to you soon.